Are you looking to buy your first home or refinance your existing loan? Even if you've done this before, the process can be a little intimidating. But don't worry, we've got your back. In each episode, we'll chat with industry experts and explain everything you need to know so that you can land the perfect loan for you with no problems, no issues, and no stress. Welcome to A Beginner's Guide to Mortgages, presented by Annie Mac Home Mortgage. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a big one for you. It really doesn't get any bigger than this, to tell you the truth. And we are so uh, excited. We're so honored. Uh, We are on the line, so to speak. We are streaming and connecting with uh, true real estate royalty right now. Um, I mean, how often do you get to speak to an American lifestyle icon? Uh, You know her as many, many things, a model, an actress, editor of L Accessories, a host, an author, a novelist, of course, the star of The Real Housewives of New York. Uh, and, and now she's taking over the real estate world as she's been doing for some time. And she's here to talk about all those things. She's here, man. Kelly Killoran Ben Simone is in the house, her house. How are you? I'm in my house. <laughs> it's my house and I live here. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you, you know, you. I mean, in the real estate world, you really have access to any house you want, right? <laughs> any house you have a key to. <laughs> exactly. Just about, it's just a lot. a lot. I have a lot of keys. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thank you I've for- I've got hotel um, keys, joining. I've got houses, I've got apartments, you got whatever you want. Retail space, anywhere, nice. Paris, New York. LA, nice Hamptons, Florida, whatever you're looking for, I've got the key. <laughs> and yet you're doing it right from your own home. Some people have the course... lightest touch. I have the key. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we know you've got the key to a, a lot of things. Um, and really the key to success, I think, is the commonality of your career, because all these things we just talked about, that's a lot to unpack. You've been successful in so many different ways. What I want to start out by asking you is, where did real estate and the idea of being involved in this world professionally come into your life? So I just did an interview today with uh, Page Six. They asked me the same question. And, um, I, you know, I have to say it's bittersweet. My mother fell ill uh, with pancreatic cancer and within a couple of months she passed and she asked me to help sell my family home, which was in Illinois. So I got my license. The minute she asked me to do that, she was holding my hand. She asked me to do it. I went back to New York. I you know, got my license. I went to Brooklyn every single day, all day long. And then um, when I passed, you know, the, the 70 hours, I the test, you know, two days later, the state test passed and started real estate. So I've been in real estate, like fully in real estate about three years. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, and and you haven't looked back from it. Um, I want to go back a little bit to, you know, probably the coolest compliment that you received from the New York Times when they officially deemed you uh, most fabulous tastemaker. I mean, as someone who personally has no real valid taste in anything, (laughs) not good taste anyway. I have to wonder what it's like just to walk around being known for having such great taste in so many different avenues. Are you constantly like friends, family, people you see? Is everyone just asking your opinion on everything? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All day long. (laughs) 
And if I don't have the answer to the question, I definitely know someone who does. I think that's, that's really what, I think that's the difference between me and a lot of people is that I just, I have the right key, I, you know, the right tool for the right job. I know exactly who to go to if you need something. That's yeah. what makes me more unusual. Absolutely. I don't pretend to know everything. <laughs> But you know where to get the answers. That's definitely. <laughs> I um, definitely do that. Well, I, I mean, beyond that, you know, I want to ask, and I think this is relevant because our show reaches all kinds of people who are maybe looking to buy a home for the first time, or maybe not for the first time, or they're selling their home for the first time, or not for their first time, or both. But they're all still kind of always struggling with the idea of of taste and sort of the value in design and sort of the value in aesthetics. Um, and I think that some people more than others see that value in an agent that they work with for, um, for every aspect of the process. How do you, and I mean, it's probably easier for someone known as a great tastemaker by the New York times, but in general, how do you earn the credibility of someone you're working with? Um, so they can trust that you're, taste and your ideas of style and design align? So even before I started in real estate, I was asked by this uh, property called M. Beekman to be the name and the face of their building. And basically, I had just come off the heels of writing American Style, which was, um, which is a book, uh, it's an anthology that I've written for Anna Wintour and for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And so this um, building asked me to be their name and their face. And basically the business model was with the $5 million property comes the $5 million lifestyle. And I think that's one thing that differentiates, differentiates me. Not only do I know the right tool for the job, but also, you know, when you do buy into a home, you don't just want the four walls, you want the lifestyle that's associated with it. So it's not just about the couch you're buying. It's about where you buy the right flowers, where you get, you know, the clothes that you want, the hair that you want, um, the restaurant invitations, you know, invitations to the right party, all of those things. So that's really what I'm also good at is really curating that lifestyle. And it's interesting you say that, you know, I was thinking about just the the way a lot of people know you and they know you in so many different ways, but I'm sure there's a, a big chunk of people who know you best from being a part of the Real Housewives of New York. Um, and I, the, the first question that came to mind is that despite everything that you've proven capable of doing and all of your accomplishments, I feel like there's gotta be a little bit of a built-in hurdle from people who just may kind of write off the fact that somebody from a reality show, from a TV show, et cetera, is now getting involved in something else and looking to cash in on their name value uh, maybe instead of necessarily having the experience in that field, the know-how, et cetera, et cetera. Has that been something that you've kind of found, especially when you first got into real estate, that people made assumptions about you? I mean, I, you know, my immediate circle of friends and people in New York, they, and the Hamptons in Florida, people that know me, um, they know who I am. They understand my pedigree. They understand, you know, what I'm capable of doing. You know, the fan base was a little bit nervous. You know, some of my bigger, you know, my fans that really recognize my lifestyle, they were very eager and excited and they recognize, you know, the quality of the product that, I, that I'm selling um, and that I'm able to purchase for them. 
I think that there's some people that were, you know, just kind of like, oh, she was on TV. We don't even know who she was. Um, why does she think she's so great? How does she think she can do that transaction? I mean, everybody knows my education. Um, so it's not, you know, uncommon that people would think that because of what I've done in work, working with, you know, ultra high net worth individuals coupled with the magazine world, um, that, I mean, real estate is a natural progression for me because it does kind of synthesize and marry those um, those two worlds. So I understand transaction. I understand the emotion that's attached to purchasing your first home, selling your family home. Um, so I have, not only do I have a lot of empathy for those buyers, I'm also very strategic. I work with Douglas Solomon, the number one real estate firm in the country. Um, I also work with Knight Frank. So I have a, you know, larger than normal opportunity to sell, not only nationwide, but also globally. That's so great. to answer your question, yes, it's a hurdle, but it's actually not, I mean, it's a hurdle to articulate to those people and to say, hey, you know, thanks for not believing in me, but I'm already, you know, I'm, I've already done over a hundred million this year. I think I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm not finished with my fourth fourth quarter yet, so I'm not I'm not really worried about those hurdles. Although every <laughs> everything that anyone ever says to me, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I always my father always says, you know, whatever someone is saying to you, you have to yeah. stop, you have to pause, you have to think about what they're saying, use it to your advantage, and then move on. You know, I don't just be like, oh my god, you don't you hate me? Okay, I hate you back. I'm always like, wait, think about it. Okay, maybe they, they, that might be good. If they're thinking about that, that might be interesting. And then I move on. Very sad. So I always yeah. take everyone's advice, good, bad, or ugly. That's great. That's great. Um, now, you specialize, obviously, your your territory, like you're working in a very unique environment in New York. Um, we're kind of, hopefully, at this point, we'll timestamp it a little bit. We're coming out of the pandemic uh, um, months and years and decades, however long it's been, I don't even know at this point. Um, how, what is the um, kind of the roller coaster been for you as far as action, interest, like, has it been um, kind of concurrent, you think, or parallel to the real estate industry in general, or is working in the city, working in the Hamptons, is, is all that kind of a different beast when it comes to this time period? You know, it's really interesting. I mean, I, you know, no one could, could, you know, have the foresight to re realize that COVID was, you know, um, on our toes. But, you know, before even COVID happened, some of my ultra high net worth investors were telling me that there was going to be, you know, a shift in the market. And there was going to be a lot of inventory that was going to be available and that they were going to wait and buy it all up. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, they they weren't they didn't know that COVID was going to happen, but they you know understood how the, the market ebbs and flows, and yeah. so that's exactly what they did. And um, I just happened to be there to help them, you know, make those purchases. That's great. That's great. Um, you touched on something earlier. You talked about you in particular are just so well equipped to be able to advise people and sell people on something more than a property it's uh, you know the whole idea of creating a lifestyle for themselves and finding a place that would best be suited for that now 
And I think a show like Real Housewives of New York is so influential in people being exposed to a certain type of lifestyle and a certain kind of layout and a certain way of living where maybe now that's influencing what they're looking for, even if they're not in the area, even if they're in Jersey or Nebraska or Texas or whatever the case may be. What do you think if you were to advise just people out in the burbs in different walks of life, in different places, different budget levels, because, you know, our audience is a cross section of everybody, right? But if we're all looking for that dream, if we all want a kind of a place to entertain and a place to live, maybe a bit of that type of lifestyle, what are some things they should look for in, in any home? And Meg, first, I always believe in the luxury of dreaming. Um, and, you know, I used to tell my girls to dream really, really big. You know, I originally am from Rockford, Illinois, so northwest of Chicago. And I, you know, understand what, you know, what aspirational luxury means and what that looks like. And I think that's another thing that I'm really, really good at is showcasing what's beautiful and how to take your home and give it that new modern edge without buying a, you know, buying a new home. Um, I think that's something that people really look to me um, for that interior style. I've, I've started to do staging. I actually, one of my clients, they wanted to, they, you know, this, we were offered $50,000 to do it to stage his apartment. And I just said, you know what, just give it to me. I'll do it for you. He was out of town and we did this deep clean. I staged it for him. And it was literally 72% less with me doing it than it was without doing it. And I mean, all of the products that I use, all the accessories are very, very high end. So I put more money into the product and less money into my pocket. And it looks phenomenal. I mean, people walk into the apartment, they're just like, this is unbelievable. Um, so just really, you know, that kind of, you know, mixing and matching, mixing up your apartment in fall, you know, there's a couple of fun staging tips um, to make your apartment or home um, a little bit more modern. You know, we have all these great shows now on television that are teaching us like what to do, how to do things. You know, we can actually do things on our own. Uh, you can tile your own bathroom. You can change the fittings. There's so many. There's so many new things that you can do. I think that um, in certain markets there is a lot of movement. You know, we've seen a lot of movements in the Hamptons. We've seen a lot of movements in these luxury markets, these vacation destination markets. But now the inventory is limited. Um, so, you know, with scarcity comes higher prices, obviously. And that's why we're seeing, you know, a lot of people that when they're, are, that who are selling their homes are getting these, um, getting these whale deals because they're of the scarcity. Um, in New York, we've got a lot of great apartments that are for sale. I mean, some of them now are, I mean, there's a, there was a, there was a building that had 192 apartments that were being sold last year. This year, there's three left. I mean, mm. you're seeing a, a big switch you know, kids are back in school, work is back in session. Um, people are really excited to be back in, back in New York. There's hustle, there's bustle, there's traffic, there's noise. Um, there's a lot of enthusiasm and energy in New York, which is really exciting. And, you know, those vacation destinations like the Hamptons and Palm Beach, you know, those areas have really become, you know, more populated, um, better for worse. And, People that want to work it from home or working from home and creating new spaces for themselves, whether it's the Peloton room, the, you know, the um, school room, um, the work from home office. I mean, they are looking for the locations that are allowing them to have more space. 
So there's just a, there's a lot of new possibility and new movement. And I think that's one thing that's really exciting about, you know, this fourth quarter is we're going to see a lot of new movement. It, it seems like almost a whole new art to to your job. Um, and I know that, you know, in my research, I know that you you work a lot with equestrian homes, people who want to be able to, you know, have that room to, to care for their horses and such. But again, with the lack of inventory and people wanting or needing to get more creative in different types of homes to fit their needs, it feels almost like a little bit of detective work to try to figure out, well, how can we make this work for you? Uh, like a little adventure every time. Do you, um, is that something? Well, one thing that's really interesting is that I've noticed, you know, a lot of my, of the, of the properties that I'm selling right presently were in architectural digest. So the, you know, the level of properties that I have are really, really high end. And it's just fascinating going through these, you know, when I go to see these properties, one of the reasons that they're, that they are so spectacular is it obviously, the furnishings are really unique and individual. But for example, my apartment in Paris at um, 5 uh, Rue Auguste Comte in the 6th arrondissement that overlooks the 180 degree views. Um, it overlooks the Eiffel Tower, Sacre Coeur, Montmartre. It's phenomenal. One of the things that really makes it unique, apart from these epic views, is that the fact is that the apartment is convertible, meaning they have all these pocket doors all over the place. So the, the room can be really, really large, but it could be loft-like, or it can be very uh, Parisian style, which is like a lot of small little rooms. And, you know, that the interiors of these, and the architecture of these homes are really, really unusual and spectacular. And that's why they're selling so well. That's great. Do you, I, I mean, over your time kind of, being very knowledgeable about this internationally, do you see a lot of those trends maybe that start in Europe or start elsewhere kind of seeping into uh, into your area or just, you know, in the United States in general? I think November is going to be a very big month for us because, you know, Europe is going to, there is going to be more European travel to the U.S. And as soon as Europe is open, it's going to be a totally different landscape. So I'm very, very excited about Bringing the Europeans back to the U.S., we miss you so much. Uh, I've been to Paris, so I know what it looks like over there, and it's just it couldn't be it's, it could be more beautiful. But I do miss all of the um, European and international buyers. I miss them very much. Awesome, um, Kelly. It's so great to have you on the show, and we thank you so much um, just for hanging out with us um, oh, and talking about. I want to it ask is, you one more. It's a great um, time to buy because yeah. the rates are low and it is a great time to buy right now. Absolutely. Yeah, we, got, we, got, we don't have a lot of inventory, but we're, but the inventory that we do have a new development is phenomenal. I, I want to ask you one more question. And I think you're very qualified to, to speak on this now. As someone who obviously is a tremendous content creator, you know, you, I mean, we can see you right there. You are very well set up for doing interviews, for creating video. We've seen your videos all, all online and everything that you've been doing to create your brand and to put yourself out there uh, on social media, et cetera. I feel like there's more and more people looking for that when they're looking to buy a home. They're looking for um, a suitable space from a visual, from an audio perspective, be able to to be able to 
to create their own content, to be a DIY um, broadcaster or host or whatever the case may be. Uh, for those who are looking to follow in your footsteps, are there things that you would recommend that they look for as far as things that would be suitable for you know, a superior audio, audio quality or lighting or whatever the case may be? What should they be looking for in an apartment or, or a house? I mean, I started um, all of my Instagram videos right in front of my washer and dryer. Um, <laughs> you know, I was on HSN for many, many years, QVC. I sold on, sold on QVC for many years. And I wanted an environment that was, you know, egalitarian. And the washer and dryer is my favorite thing. I love to clean my clothes and I love to wash clothes for my girls. So I was just like, you know what, what better, what better place to, to host my videos are right in front of my washer and dryer. And it became like this phenomenon where people were like, oh my gosh, she's in front of her washer and dryer. So to be looking out of my window, to have be happy, this is a, this is a new look for me. Um, the reason that I started doing this is just because there are so many fat, you know, assets and facets of my apartment that are really unusual. And you know, I like the idea of having vignettes. So you don't have to have the biggest apartment, but, you know, having vignettes in your apartment are, you know, it just makes your life different. I just was interviewing John Dempsey, um, the group president of Estee Lauder today uh, on my podcast, Hey Guys, Hey. And, you know, he was talking about how he, you know, basically moves his um, art and his artifacts around um, you know, every couple of months. And I feel like if you create new environments for yourself, you're constantly going to be challenging, challenging yourself, allowing yourself to, again, when we're talking about the beginning of, your, of this podcast, to dream big and to, you know, dream big with the things that you have. Doesn't mean you have to go out shopping and buy something new. You have the things that you already love, just move them around a little bit and create, you know, those new environments for yourself. So I think that's a really good start. And, awesome. you know, what, how you live is, you know, resonates with people. It shows them who you are. You know, I can sit here in front of a blank wall and I can tell you how great I am. But the minute you see me in front of, you know, this big window and the art and you can see some of the things in the background, you're like, wait a minute, what's over there? What's over there? I mean, you know, not everything has to be super expensive. It just has to speak to the person. Meaning me, so it has to speak to me, so that I can resonate and uh, speak volumes to you. Absolutely, and uh, you've spoken volumes uh, here here on this uh, this episode. So we thank you so much thank again for you. joining us. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you guys for joining us on uh, a beginner's guide to mortgages. Thank you.